Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. All right, welcome back to Spirit School. I have a special guest today I'm interviewing, and I'm very excited, my IG bestie, Lindsay. And I'm so sorry I don't know your last name, and I know we're Facebook friends too. (laughs) Yeah, my last name is Rock. How cool is that? (laughs) I should know that. That's so easy. It's not like my difficult last name. Yeah. But uh, I met Lindsay. It was quite a synchronistic moment for me because I had just gotten out of a major surgery early in 2018 and I was scrolling Instagram as one does and I saw this like beautiful picture of this beautiful girl who I thought at the time's name was Danielle because your screen name said something Danielle and I immediately messaged you all hopped up on Oxy and I'm like, we are going to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> like you just wait, we're going to be best friends. And I was yeah. like, I'll write you when I'm not so high. <laughs> you, you claimed me. But I totally felt that too. Like I get that gut instinct reaction when I just know something or like, Yes. Yeah, it was good. And we kept in touch like pretty consistently since then. And, uh, you know, for me, it was super cool getting to know you and I seen your, your Instagram unfold because I had just started getting into astrology back then, like just, and I think it was soul shine astrology I first saw. And then that must be actually the connection, how you came up referred to me because you have such a strong um, astrology page and you have been such a valuable resource for me figuring out what astrology is. And every time something comes up in my chart, I'm like, what does this mean, Lindsay? (laughs) And I remember you, when I discovered that my nodes, right, the North and South nodes, I was like, what is this? Like, why is it like Capricorn North node time right now? And you explained to me that was my lunar node return. And then I went on this rabbit hole on Google. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And yeah, so, you know, you've been a really valuable resource and you're a medium as well. So I'm super interested to interview you for um, Spirit School because I'm so interested to see how the two kind of work together. Um, It seems to me more and more now that a lot of mediums are attracted to astrology and there has to be some sort of linkage there. I'm always shocked at how accurate astrology is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you explain a little bit that more. But I just wanted to give a little bit of a backgrounder of how I even like found you. And now we're in Dollar Moon Club together, um, which is great. And yeah, so tell us a little bit about Lindsay. Who are you? Where do you live? What's your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So I'm a mom. I got three little boys. And I only have brothers too. So I'm surrounded by all these boys. <laughs> and yeah, it made me such a tomboy too. But um, yeah, I just live out here in the country in the middle of Utah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot around. And I'm so glad that you're asking about the connection between mediumship and astrology because I've totally noticed such a huge, like cool connection. Like, certain people's gifts really show up in their charts. Like I could probably tell you exactly how you get your intuitive information just looking at your chart. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. That. Like I'm obsessed. Yeah. The nodes, all that, like it really is so fascinating and it does, it pulls you in because it's like, wow, it's this blueprint to your life and it's fascinating. It's so cool. All the different uses and, all the different things that you can tell from it. I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I'm curious too, because I'm, I have such a shitty memory. Like I call it postpartum dementia. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I am intimidated by astrology because I don't know, like if, if you can learn it intuitively or if you need to memorize things, like for the life of me, I know Mercury's communication, but everything else, like I have to look up constantly so how do you remember everything it's you could how I do it is intuitively too like I get the feeling of each individual thing so to 
there each individual sign has its own energy and I just get to know what that energy is inside and out like I associate it with like different things like I try to tie it into like all different senses with like this type of song totally feels like a Scorpio song <laughs> or like that look totally looks like Pisces, you know, different things like that. I try to like to just get to know the whole complete energy of it. So there's all the signs and then each of the planets and the luminaries, the sun and the moon, different asteroids and the houses. And you just got to layer all of that and put it all together like a big puzzle piece. Each little thing is a puzzle piece and you put it all together and then you can like read the big picture. Yeah. From all the small pieces. And I love that you describe all that because where I'm at right now, my astrology learning, though I don't dedicate probably as much time as you, but um, I can look at somebody's chart and I can be like, okay, you have like Jupiter in your fourth house of like Gemini. Like I can see that now, but now I'm trying to learn like, hey, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my next step, right? But yeah. I like the way that you do it, how you just kind of like take one thing and you learn it, you kind of um, ingrain yourself within it and then apply it in different areas of your life. So that's really good advice, actually. Yeah, it's been a long time. Like I started becoming obsessed with it when I was a kid. My grandma gave me this astrology book when I was probably like 10 years old. It was this astrology and dream interpretation and numerology and I just like could not get enough. <laughs> I sat and studied that sucker inside and out. Like, and I'd read certain things because I'm a cancer. So I would read about that and be like, well, like that fits, but not completely. So I was always just like intrigued by it. And then when I figured out that there's so much more to it, I just dived into that and I'd learned little bits at a time. Like it's been you know, I'm 30 now, so <laughs> it's been a long time, but it is because I get so intense and fascinated that I can't stop. Like it's, I can't help myself. I'm just fascinated by it. And it's so cool. All the different uses, like, I just love people so much. And I feel like if you get to know them better and understand them better, then it's like, you can help them and love them like even more. So that's why I love it so much. And it's just to help people get to know themselves and like to be like, this is why you are the way you are. Like you're literally, it's built into who you are and it's okay to be who you are and how you are. And it's good for like parents, especially I feel like to get to know your kids and what to expect from them. Like their personalities, how, they handle things emotionally, how you can um, like get on their level with them to help them cope and understand things. Yeah. So there's just so many different things. It's, and that's what keeps pulling me back in. Cause it's like, there's always more to learn. There's more uses. So it really feeds that part of me. That's just so obsessive and I have to learn more and go deeper all the time. So it's like endless and I just love it. That's Some people get intimidated by that, but I love it. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this plays out in my chart, but I kind of like, I like learning a little bit about a lot of things, but like I've never felt the desire or need to master anything. So like, yeah. I know a little bit about crystals. I know a little bit about chakras. I know a little bit about like, you know, I know a lot about mediumship, but like a little bit about astrology. And it's like, I'm kind of like hopping through all the different uh, modalities. Yes. Yeah. So I've been kind of like easy on myself for not being an expert in everything. And yeah. So anyway, so I like to hear that like you're obsessive with it. You're like, no, I'm going to master this shit in this life and I'm going to help all the people. <laughs> That's just how I am. If I'm in with something, I'm all in. Like yeah. I go... I go all the way with everything. Yeah. And then, so how about your mediumship? Like, when did you kind of get interested in mediumship? Um, well, that's like this whole journey. It's kind of long because it's been ever since I was a kid because yeah. I was just a really spiritual kid. <laughs> I've always had just like a really, I guess, strong connection, what I felt like with God. And just, I've always had that. So 
um, yeah. <laughs> so I'd have all these experiences and just like, I'd have my own inner knowing, like, you know, my family wasn't super religious, but we're extremely spiritual. Like we talked about God all the time at my house and we'd go to church sometimes and they'd be like, Hey, this is how you pray. And I'd be like, um, that seems like a little formal to me. Like I just talked to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's cool that you do it that way. But I just talked to him. Like it didn't, it just seemed like super stuffy, you know? And I was just like, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it's just, I don't know, super casual to me, like not so formal. It was just like a parent relationship for me. And I just was very like sensitive and I'd get these dreams. That's um, part of the reason my grandma gave me that dream book was because like, I just, I was so interested by my dreams because I dream about something and it would come true. Mm. So it was like, Hey, like, that's cool. Like I need to look at the dip, like the symbolism of all this. So yeah, that was a part of the reason she gave me that book. And then um, like sleepovers with friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we'd be laying there on the floor together about to go to sleep. And I'd be like, Hey, like, are you thinking this? Are you feeling this? And then be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what how do you know and it's just like I don't know like and so it was just like this curiosity to me it was like I don't know how I know these things but I do Mm -hmm. and my dreams tell me things and you know I'd sit and watch Sylvia Brown on Montel and just was like oh wow like this is fascinating like that just fascinated me so much and I could relate like every Wednesday right and I remember like setting my VHS I'm like Sylvia Brown is on Montel yeah <laughs> did you watch John Edwards too yes I yeah. did <laughs> and I just like I was like I can kind of relate to some of the stuff that she's saying but I never like was like hey that's me but it was just like man that would be really cool mm-hmm. and um like I always knew I wanted to be a healer that was like my goal And to me, um, like the only thing I knew of to be a healer was like to go into the medical field. So like I am, I just threw myself into that. (laughs) Got obsessive. Me and my best friend would sit and study anatomy all the time. And we're like 12-year-old little girls in the library, like (laughs) studying, (laughs) studying anatomy. So yeah, like that was my goal. And then eventually I got to medical assisting school (laughs) and I'm like breezing through it because it's like, I already know all this stuff. I've been studying this for how many years, but we get to where we're supposed to like start needling people, like practicing shots, like putting in IVs. And I like, couldn't do that. Mm. It's like, shoot. And it made me question everything. Like, am I, is this, what I want to do like what other options are there if I'm not doing this so I started looking into like massage therapies and things like that Mm -hmm. and as I was studying those I was like like looking at the course schedule guides and I'd see things like um crystal healing and like kinesiology I'm not sure if I'm saying that right that sounds perfect to me (laughs) yeah um so I was like oh my gosh like there's just certain things along the way that like when it was a yes to me it was like this gut knowing of like yes that's the direction Mm -hmm. so I didn't even know what these words meant but I was like yeah I need to look into that and so that's when I got Um, learning about energy healing and energy work and I was like okay that's the direction I want to go so that led me to like everything is like led me step by step when I look back it's like wow (laughs) each little thing has been like a huge stepping stone Um, so from there I started studying Reiki and I took a Reiki course Someone in that course talked to me about psychic courses. And I was like, hey, my friends used to tell me I was psychic. Like, 
maybe that's something I should do and look into. So I do that. And um, in the course, they're talking about how things like Oracle cards and tarot cards can help with that. Like you can read these cards and it helps uh, develop that intuition. So I was nervous about doing tarot because all the scary stories you hear and you feel like, oh, those are bad. Those open up bad things. And I wanted to stay away from that because, yeah, being sensitive to energies, that could also feel the negative stuff. So I really just wanted to stay away from that. Mm -hmm. But I can feel that nudge of like, you need to go ahead and do this in this way. Like when I look back, I'm like, it's been, to me, it's been God directing me the whole way. And it like taking me out of my comfort zone and being like, does this energy stuff even really work? Like, is it legit? And he's like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I started studying tarot and Oracle and it was true. Like it really did help develop it even further. So, oh man, there's so much. Um, so with that, that goes farther. But back to when I was a kid, I would get those premonition dreams And one of the biggest ones that like really stands out to me is maybe when I was 12, um, I dreamed about my cousin. My aunt was pregnant at the time. And I had this dream where I saw this adorable little girl (laughs) with these little pigtails and these big blue eyes. And like a year later, we're sitting there at her birthday party and like my dream is playing out. Mm -hmm. exactly. And it was like, oh, wow, like. I saw this happen and ever since that time, like every once in a while, I'd get these really big um, premonitions and then it developed into spirits visiting in my dreams as well. Mm-hmm. So around the time I was getting into these cards is when my little brother's best friend passed away very suddenly and it was awful. But in that year, from the time he passed, he came and visited me three times. And, you know, the first couple of times I didn't like think too much of it. And it was really, it was a very different kind of dream, right? It was like, almost like I was observing with him. Like it was like, it, it felt like I was somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I would hear like what he was trying to say without him speaking. And around the time of his year mark is when he came to me the third time. And he was like, no, you need to tell my mom, <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous too, though. Like, this feels so weird. But I just knew it. It's like, again, with this, it's this knowing, it's like, you have to follow through. It's this nagging feeling that you can't shake. So I'm like, all right, um, I really feel like this would be a good kind of present for her anyways to hear from him you know around the year anniversary and so I tell her and she's just like oh my gosh like that's his last words he said to me like that message and she was like that's him like I know it so I was just like well that's really cool and but it progressed from there like I kept getting spirits coming to me in my dreams like that like my grandma coming for a message from my aunt or just different things like that so as I was developing my intuition with that it was getting heightened you know with my dreams and with everything yeah that gave me goosebumps that story oh my god yeah what I find interesting I didn't know this about you but like uh I look back at my life and I didn't realize I was a medium until I was 31 until I had my daughter. I mean, but looking back at my life, um, I was interested in Sylvia Brown. I read all 42 of her books and Montel Williams and, you know, watching John Edwards on TV. And I think I got James von Prague's talking to heaven book when I was like 11 years old. Um, and I look back and people who are called to the path of mediumship, I feel like they're like little flag markers through our lives. Mm-hmm. that kind of like spirit saying, get interested in this, like this, 
could be part of your future. Um, so it's cool to hear somebody else have that exact same experience. I don't think I ever have heard that from anyone else. I've talked to any of my peers. So it gives me like, I'm like, oh, Lindsay, you too. Yes. Because I was like, oh, you know, I tell people like I didn't have an exciting origin story. I'm just like, everyone told me I was a medium. And then all of a sudden I had my daughter and I just couldn't stop it. But when I realized what connecting with spirit was, the rest of my life kind of made sense. I was like, oh, see, I didn't get dreams. Um, I actually only remember horrible dreams. I don't know why that is. I can remember like the worst dreams in the whole world. Uh, Me too, really though. But Edgar Casey, right, known as like the sleeping prophet, like a lot of his mediumship work through his dreams as well. And even just hearing you talk, I hear a lot of clear cognizance coming through, like just a strong knowing. Um, mm-hmm. So I personally took a very classical mentorship path. So I've been mentored by various mediums. Um, we know one <laughs> common one. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. Who, how did you decide to take your mediumship development path? Like, how did you go deeper with that part of your development? Okay, so um, at some point, the dreams started to happen in real life. Like, <laughs> spirits weren't just coming in my dreams. You know, and even at that point, I did not consider myself a medium. Like, I was like, no, that's, I get cool dreams sometimes, but like, but then it started happening when I was awake where I could feel a presence. And I recognized that because, you know, as a kid, I felt that every once in a while I would feel this person like it. I remember times where it, like I literally, like it was like I could see them and hear them, but not physically. Mm-hmm. I felt this presence there. Tell me something, you know, and I remember like even like looking at them. <laughs> like as they're coming up to me and telling me and I'd be like okay so I like recognize what that felt like and so yeah that started happening more as I was awake and um Cassie you know her yeah she I was telling her about these experiences and she was like um you're a medium do you realize that and I was like no like no way and she's like like that's what that is like all these things and do you experience this and this and this and it was like yes she's like well that's spirit anxiety and she's like tell me all these different things that totally fit and made everything make sense so it it just so happened at the same time like she was on she was releasing her her mentorship course so And she's like, hey, by the way, like now that you're aware, um, I really feel like spirit's really going to like knock down your door. Like they're going to just come flood you to like reassure you that this is for real. Yeah. So and it was like dead on like that night, all night long. I sat and got woke up by spirits constantly. Like every 10 minutes, it felt like they'd come like turn on my TV, turn off my fan over and over again like switching and it didn't scare me like I knew what was going on and it was just like making me laugh but it was just like oh my gosh okay guys I get it yeah <laughs> Let me sleep now um so can I ask you something about that because you just raised something really interesting so well I love hearing so you have these experiences camera spirits turning on your tv turning off your tv making themselves known to you but you just said like you weren't scared now yes. I work with a lot of people um, who truly believe that they're haunted, like the classic term haunted. Yeah. And so what's your perspective on that? Cause I have a very unpopular perspective on that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so yeah. Like when you talk about your dreams and all those things, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this cause a lot of people don't like to hear about it. Then the ugly side of things. Um, but like I had a lot of experiences with what was truly bad to know the difference of when it wasn't. So, um, yeah, that for me, it was like, okay, I know what it feels like when it really is something bad. And I've, you know, I've asked God, like, why did I get those experiences? And that was the answer I got was like, you needed to know the difference between what's good and what's bad. Um, so, yeah, there was definitely times where I was afraid and I felt that. And I think a lot of the times, like when I was a kid sleeping and I'd wake up 
feeling like, you know, there's something right there inches in front of my face. You know, I, I thought that was bad, but at the, you know, when I look back, I'm like, maybe it's just that, um, feeling something there is scary, especially when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do. And I just like go under my covers and pray till it went away. But yeah, like for me, it was just the experience of having the ugly things happen. Like when I say that it's experiencing what I felt like was negative spirits and presences and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, just getting to be really familiar with what that energy is like versus the good. And so when it is the good, it's like, and I was just aware, like I, like from the time I was a kid, I've always felt stuff. So for me, that's what was normal. And then I had to feel like when it's not good and it was like, okay. And I think that's also what contributed to me feeling like I had such a strong relationship with God is because it was like, I could always go, you know, to him and be like, Okay, keep me safe, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like hold my hand through all this. And like even like going to the tarot cards and stuff. It was like, hey, I'll do it, but you have to like hang around me and keep me safe this whole time. Like yeah, I'll do it. In Utah. And Utah is like considered like Bible Belt, right? Like I'm in Canada. So I imagine that would be twofold. I imagine that would be an incredibly spiritual part of the world to live in because people are so ingrained into a multitude of faiths. Yes. Uh, but have you found, because I didn't grow up with an organized religion at all around me, um, did that impact the way that you see your spiritual experiences, do you feel? Um, it made me... Like, I don't know. I always had like my head right with that, where it was like, you can't tell me what's wrong. Like what's, I know within myself, like I just had that strong gut knowing that I always let guide me and not let outside influences tell me. Um, Cause it's like, you know, I know in my heart that I'm good and what I'm doing. Cause yeah, the spiritual or the religious people, they, they'll tell you that, that like, doing that stuff is bad communicating with spirits is bad opening yourself up and using cards and even astrology that's all bad and I was like you know what God wants me to explore all this and I know it and I'm just gonna do it and not only is he okay with it he wants me to yeah so like that's cool that that's your path but this is mine yeah. And we recently, I'm just going to touch on this. I didn't think I was going to today, but I'm just going to mention something for people listening because they might be able to resonate. But uh, me and Lindsay were both attracted to a teacher. I worked with her. Did you ever work with her? Yeah, she, okay, she mentored I got a you mid-drink there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, she mentored me a little bit after um, Cassie did. And she okay. told me I was born to be a medium. And it was something that always really stands out to me. Yeah. And, you know, I I won't name names because this isn't a shame game or anything like that, but uh, I had a beautiful teacher that I also um, met through your Instagram because you posted her podcast and I listened to it. I heard her voice once and I was like, I need to work with this woman. And she was probably up to date, like one of the best teachers I've ever had. Um, And then she kind of like dropped off the planet. And I know you worked with her too now. Um, So we have that common. And it really kind of messed me up because she kind of disappeared for a while. And I felt very connected to her. And, you know, I love the teachers that I've chosen to work with. Like, I love being mentored. I always have a mentor of some kind and I switch them up. But I guess she had an experience with Jesus um, in March. And so she's gone the born again Christian route, um, which is, you know, listening to her podcast now it shifted focus to that born again theme it seems very fear-based it seems very you cannot do anything new age or you're going to hell um and trying to save people right and so anyways I don't know if that's like something that's kind of common in your area it's not very common where I live I've had some mediums of her on podcasts say that the area of the world I live in is one of the most open like I'm by Vancouver British Columbia I'm up in Squamish here um so I don't have that kind of energy around me and when that happened 
with that teacher. And I know you probably felt the same because we talked about it quite a bit. Like I actually went through a mourning and a grieving and it actually made me question mediumship for the first time. I was like, Hey, am I on the wrong path? Because somebody who I considered to be so um, normal and so down to earth and so empowering all of a sudden making this big shift after a supposed experience with Jesus. And I love Jesus, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like Jesus is my homie. So it's like, yeah, that was, it was hard for sure. But what I love about that, what that taught me is I loved to see that Um, hearing an opposing, like complete opposite opposing view that I was willing to hear it out. And like you said, question what we do. That showed me so much that I was willing to like still be open to that and like still have the desire to like do what is right and like still, you know, do what's right in God's eyes. And I really just like evaluated that. And I was like, hey, God, like if... I know everyone has a different path. Maybe she's meant to go now help people in that, um, you know, that type of community. So maybe he led her to do that. But like, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. Because yeah, if, if this is what, you know, if this is bad, then I don't want to be doing it. And he was just like, Oh, like I heard so clearly of like, what's truly evil in this world is so please do not even worry like that is not evil look at all the beautiful healing that you um facilitate and like he's like just look at the fruits of what you're doing and I was like yeah okay (laughs) like okay no and I found you um our friendship was very valuable for me during that time because I was really rocked and you always had very grounding perspectives. I can, I don't know if the game this plays in my chart. I know you're going to read a little bit about my chart in a bit, but like I go into like a, a spiral for a bit. It's like mm-hmm. I need to process for a while before I can get to that level of understanding. And yeah, you were a great resource to me when all that was happening. I love that um, perspective. Okay, so we have probably about 15 minutes left and I want to give you some okay. space to do my chart, but I wanted to just ask you, Again, I'm so curious about your perspective on this, Um, like with the mediumship and like with astrology, like, is it really saying the same thing, you know, but in a different way or do they just complement each other? Like if you were to like do a reading for somebody, would you weave in some mediumship and weave in some astrology, weave in tarot? Like, what does it look like for you? Okay, so one of my favorite readings that I like to do for people is where I do just that, where I do a little bit of everything, where I can look at their chart and, you know, um, before their reading, like before they get into what they might want me to go, like questions with tarot, I'll pull cards out and be like, okay, so this is what I'm seeing. Is this something going on in your life? And they're like, well, yeah, like, wow. Yeah. But it's like, it's cool because I can also see it in their chart. Like I can see where the struggles are. I can see where the hardships and the obstacles, I can see where the growth is. And I just feel like as I'm looking at the chart and like, I have such um, that intuitive feeling with the energies that um, it's just, I don't know. I kind of get all these like just knowings, I guess, where I just am like, okay, yeah. And I just, I guess, channel that way too. And sometimes I always tell spirit, if there's something that, you know, if you want to pop into, like I'm open. And what I've noticed when I do these types of readings, like they'll be talking about their obstacle that they're going through. And a loved one will come in and be like, I'm helping you with And not like their obstacle is something that's also healing to their past loved one. So it's like what they're going through is also like, yeah, it's healing to their past loved one because it's maybe something that they came across in life too. And maybe they wish they could have handled it different or just different things so that they're there with them through that and that they're just not alone with it. So yeah. It's fascinating. I love it so much. So reading with you has some mediumship, has some tarot, has some astrology. That's amazing. Okay. And then before we 
go into the my chart like how do how can people find out more about you how can people reach out to you and connect with you okay so on instagram i'm at mystic.lins and lins is with a l it's l-i-n-z and they can go to my website uh, mysticlins.com Perfect. And I'm going to um, put all those in the show notes so people can link to them very quickly for you. Okay. Okay. And I was so excited last night. You said that you wanted my info so you could see my charts. I'm super yes. excited about this. Yeah. I was really excited. Like I always get so excited to see somebody's chart. I get so pumped. Well, and the only thing I know about us is that we're both Scorpio risings and we were yes. both born on the first quarter moon. That's what I know. Our similarities. <laughs> all right. You go girl. Okay. So like when I look at your chart, I can see because with your moon um, in the second house and it's conjunct Uranus, which means that your moon energy is really influenced with combined with Uranus energy as well. So like if you put that all together, I can tell that your intuition because your moon represents your intuition your emotions your inner self stuff like that i can tell that you would get a lot of stuff like with sensations and like through your body and things like that because the second house which your moon is in is ruled by taurus which is all about the senses like the very physical thing so i feel like that not only makes you empathic, but that, I mean, I know listening to your podcast that you are extremely, um, are sentient. Yes. That's the one. It was like, I'm like, yeah, you got that. That's awesome. And incredibly clairsentient through my body. Yeah. But with your Uranus right by your moon too, you probably are very clear audience too. And where you just like know things and get these big downloads of information. Mm -hmm. So there's that and your north node in cancer in the ninth house your north node your north node represents part of your purpose in this life and the direction you're meant to always be moving towards and um with that being in cancer and in the ninth house you're meant to the ninth house is like higher spirituality it's higher learning it's um going deeper like where you talked about it's hard for you to go deeper. Like you like to learn a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. That's because your South node is in the opposite house, which is the third house. And that's what that is, is like bouncing around, getting a little bit of information here and then like moving on. Yeah. And the ninth house, it takes that, but goes deeper with it. And it's like very out there. Like it's just more depth with it. And when I put that together, it shows me that part of your purpose is in being a spiritual teacher. Like you are, that's like what you're meant to do. And you're meant to do it in a way that is very nurturing. And like you make people feel so safe mm-hmm. and like nurtured in their own way. Like knowing that everyone is unique and different and supporting that and being helping them to embrace that so that they can shine their own unique light the best way that they can so I like that I loved seeing that I was like yes (laughs) I just feel like so much of this I was looking at it and be like wow like her podcast is all for a reason I can see it because then we move over to your mercury being in the 11th house in Virgo So that tells me you're meant to speak on a big platform in some way and teach. And it's going to be in a healing way because it's in Virgo. And Virgos are all about helping people and service and things like that. So when I put all of those things together and I look at your podcast, I'm like, she's living her purpose. Mm-hmm. And it makes me so proud and happy because it's like, it, it's just incredible. I so appreciate that. That gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Same. And I can see with your son and Venus in the 10th house that you like are a rock star at work. You just kick ass. Like, wow. <laughs> it's incredible. Like you get crap done and you do it well. And 
with your Venus in Leo, it's at 15 degrees in Leo, which is exactly where my Venus is. So cool. cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I understand the energy well. And it's like I said, that, that helps you to build people up like that Venus and Leo um, is very generous and it's very like, wow, you're incredible. It like shines light on people's positive attributes and it like helps, like you want to help them um, shine that more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that so much. The other thing that I love about your chart is you have Jupiter and Mars in your first house, which is so powerful. Like, that's the lucky planet, right? Yes. It's one of my very favorite energies is to have Jupiter or the sun in the first house. Mm. So, yeah, it's just like you, people would feel your presence coming before you even come into a room. Like it's very sweet and larger than life and like happy and optimistic and very spiritual. But it's like also very deep because it's in Scorpio, which is a very deep uh, sign. So, yeah, like I could see you at work just being like such a breath of fresh air and taking charge and just like going for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I can validate a couple of things right there if you don't mind. So um, I work in government. Um, That's my day job. And like on paper, like my background is motorsports. Like I've worked with race cars my whole life. And so I'm like one of the only people that a master's degree or PhD. And I tried to quit twice this year and they just like, won't let me go. And like, one of the reasons that they say is like, I just bring up like team energy. Like we just need your like, like presence there. Like you just make things brighter. Like you make things happier. And I do get stuff done. Like they can give me a project that's kind of like above my um, education and I'll just kind of get it done. So I could definitely validate that. And it's not something I would typically say about myself, but because I just went through this experience with my work in March or yeah. it was. And they're like, you can't go. Like, what do you want? And I just went for it. I just asked for what I needed and they, they gave it to me. So, so I could do Squamish medium and my, my mediumship more, um, but still kind of stay there. And yeah, I, I think that's kind of cool that that comes up in my chart like that too. Yeah. It's fascinating. Cause I can see that you're also like, you're meant to kind of balance work yourself things with just you and also family with your north node in cancer which is very family oriented it's just the coolest thing and i love hearing all that i can see just the like working with people on a big scale is what i see a lot of in your chart yeah surprised me to hear that you're working in government too yeah every astrology reading have because of course i want to be a healer like i want to do this full time like on on some level, like I do have that desire. Um, and then every astrology reading I've ever had done, like you would do great in government. I'm like, I do do great in government, <laughs> but I want to be a healer. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, don't quit your day job yet. Right. And yeah. another thing I was going to ask you, because one of the other aspects of charts that really piqued my interest was Chiron, because when I first heard a couple of years ago, like, oh, Chiron's a retrograde. And then of course I go down the rabbit hole and I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And I noticed that in my seventh house of relationships, there's nothing there other than Chiron. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this like goes into another topic that I wanted to touch on a little bit because I've noticed a lot of people with a seventh house Chiron, um, there's been like a pattern of this I've noticed where they have a Um, Because your fifth house can represent your firstborn child, Mm. and then your seventh would be your second, your ninth, third, and so on, like skipping the odd signs, you know? And so with your Chiron there, that could tell me that your second born could have been a traumatic birth. And I swear I've heard you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't even hold her after she was born for hours. Um, Yeah. It was very traumatic birth. Both my pregnancies were very traumatic. Um, but yeah, my first born was uh, 
did not expect it. It was a failed induction and mm-hmm. uh, ended up in a C-section. I was unprepared. I totally felt like William Wallace and Braveheart. Mm-hmm. And I was completely traumatized. Oh and gosh. yeah, and I couldn't even hold her. My husband had to do skin to skin and yeah. they're really concerned about me. Um, and it took me, you know, honestly, five years to really connect with my daughter. Like it really yeah. rocked me up. Yeah. And so what's interesting too. I know, isn't it? Yeah. And the other really cool thing, though, is that it also goes back to mediumship because all the women I know, their second born child was a turning point in their mediumship. Same for me. I had a traumatic birth with my second. And I feel like at that time afterwards is when everything just really skyrocketed for me. Like connection to spirit just grew a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I actually opened up my practice um, a month after my my second was born. Um, wow. Before that, I was kind of in the closet, just like learning and studying. And like a month and a half after he was born, I'm like, I'm just going to go do it. So it did change the ship in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So with your Chiron in your seventh house too, that could show, your Chiron shows where you're continuously, like repeatedly hurt over and over again throughout life. It's like a sore spot. But because of that, you have so much experience in healing it. So it's like you have a lot of wisdom in that area to share and a lot of empathy to give. So your seventh house is a house of relationships, of marriage, of friendships, relationships. So it could be hurts through friendships, through just any kind of relationship. And with it being in Taurus, it could also be with people that are earth signs specifically. And um, with Chiron being in Taurus and all the senses that rules all your senses, it's very sensual. It can also be like having sensitive senses, like sensitive sight, sensitive hearing, sensitive to allergies, sensitive body, things like that. So, yeah, it's fascinating, but it could show like if you have hurts with relationships that you're able to also help people with that same type of hurt. And not only that, the other layer to it is that you're able to heal because seventh house is also like one on one. So when you sit down and you do a mediumship session with someone, you're healing that like you're having this one on one healing time with them. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too, because in my practice, I haven't even ventured out into group stuff yet. I'm going to do that this year, but I really enjoy the one-on-one. And a lot of my friends are like, you're crazy. Like, you got to do groups. I'm like, I really like that one-on-one with people. Like, you do feel like the healing of her, right? Yeah, and I was going to ask you about that, because I was like, I see her doing one-on-one, but I can also see her doing big group things. And I also wouldn't be surprised if, because I can see that you probably do locally, like, groups healing locally around where you live. Mm-hmm. But I think you will also expand into possibly traveling more with that. Wow. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm working with a new mentor right now on this specifically because I'm super vulnerable on the podcast. I have no problem sharing all my insecurities, but like I get stage fright. Like people would never think that of me because I'm a clear talker and I can talk to anyone. But you get me in front of like 10 or more people and I completely black out. Like I forget who I am. I forget where I am, what I'm talking about. Like, who are you? Um, and it comes up when I can't suspect it. And because I'm a Virgo perfectionist, I'm like, if I don't think that this is going to be great, am I going to try? And that's what's kind of been holding me back. And my mentor is just like, you are so ready. Like you just got to get out there. So I'm actually today looking at a venue to do my first group reading this year in November. And I'm just going to kind of go for it. Um, Cause you know, I've been doing this six years now and most people like do that within a year. <laughs> steady path um so I'm glad that you see that in my chart because in truth I don't know how it's going to go I'm going to pray that it goes well um but knowing that I see it in my chart that actually gives me some empowerment and that Mm -hmm. that's kind of the essence of astrology too it's kind of like not a doom and gloom it's like okay well this is what could potentially come up for you you have divine free will to make changes so that you know xxxx yeah yeah so I really like that Yeah. And I want to say too, that even if you don't travel to do the work, I could see you doing teaching on a bigger scale, like opening up your stuff to like 
everyone like an internet type thing like yeah online like what I did with Cassie and stuff yeah you know I just thought about that this week for the first time I was like man maybe I should do like an online circle like so more people and I could do it in the evenings I was literally just thinking about that this week you should do that right I want to join in on that yeah <laughs> so interesting yeah I bet so many people would love to get on that yeah. So yeah. I want to, um, cause we're coming up to an hour. I just want to tell you that you are like a breath of fresh air to this world. Um, I encourage everybody to go to your Instagram in particular because you have amazing forecasts. Like I do my new moon articles. Um, mm-hmm. and that's all I really do, um, for clouds and dirt, but like you do all like the energy shifting, you do the moon stuff, you do amazing and powerful new moon and full moon card spreads that people should do and tag you in. Um, but I love your perspective and you even do the three cards and pick a card and you give your interpretation of them. You're not like just typing out what's in the book or whatever. And you have a very beautiful way of looking at life and you have a very beautiful way of um, expressing kind of spirits messages through the cards and through the like energies in the skies. And so I think that you're going to do amazing, amazing big things um, with all that. And I'm very excited for you and I feel very blessed to know you. And Mm -hmm. I think people are, to um, make yourself available to come onto the podcast and being so supportive of me. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'll just leave it with you if you have a favorite quote, if you have a piece of advice or any parting words you want to say to the people who are drawn to listen today. Well, that was all so sweet. And I just love and adore you so much. You feel like a sister to me. Like you're just very... I totally feel that connection right back at you. Like when you say you saw me and you claimed me like... (laughs) Yeah, I totally feel that. Yeah. Um, But for me, what I would say to people on the spiritual journey, whether it's they're just, you know, exploring spirituality or they want to further their intuition or um, mediumship, whatever they're doing, I feel like you need to honor your own path and allow it to flow wherever it takes you. Like you can, it's so easy to compare your story to other people's story. Like you said, looking back on, everyone having these amazing dramatic um, origin stories. It's like you're, they all look different. Some of them are just, just own yours and know that it doesn't have to be, you know, a lot of the time when I get do a reading for someone, it's like, it's almost like they expect Teresa Caputo and it's like, no, you have to just totally own like your own style, your own flow and the flow of your journey. And sometimes that looks like, taking a break for a while and stepping back into like normal muggle life for a little while. And then you can get back on and just flow with it and don't take it too seriously. Keep it the more lighthearted and happy you keep it and just following what feels good and your passions, the better it's going to go and the more fun it'll be and the more growth and all the intuitive stuff comes so much easier when you're in that mindset of just keeping it light don't force it and feel like you have to do it a certain way or that you're not doing it fast enough. Just, yeah, go with your own flows. Cause not only that, there's all the astrological side of it. You never know what's going on in your chart. That's um, keeping you or just that's motivating the energies around you that are, you know, being obstacles or the energies that are influencing you for growth, different things like that. You just never know. So just honor the flow of it and your own journey. Yeah, I love it. Thank you, my friend. All yeah. right, and check out the show notes and you'll get quick links to Lindsay's Instagram and her website. So if you're interested in working with her, reach out to her and I highly recommend you follow her.